Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the Property Doctor podcast. And this week something a little bit different, something that I've wanted to talk about for a little while and that is the lessons that I've learned so far on my property path and also the lessons and things I've noticed in the books that I've read and from my property friends and from other business and entrepreneurial figures that I've had the pleasure of talking to. So we will call these the <laughs> the property doctor's laws of the universe, as I see it. And we will kick this off with a quote I read or came across somewhere, probably on one of those Instagram accounts where they, they give you nice motivational quotes or something like that. And the quote was along the lines of, once you realise how little time people spend thinking about you, you won't care how little they think about you. And that really resonated with me because I, I, I tend to think that we spend an awful lot of energy worrying what people will think of us when we're going to do something we beat ourselves up mentally. Our little voices in our heads tell us all the time that, oh, don't do this because you might look stupid or don't do not do this because X, Y and Z might think you're an idiot or something along those lines. When in actual fact, these people that, that we're worried about, they're not bothered. They, they don't actually think at all about us in the majority of cases. And... If, if even if they do think about you, it's only for a split second because they've got their own things going on. They've got their own agenda. They probably just flick past your thing on Instagram or Facebook and on to the next person that they can hate on or or press a, a like on or, or something like that. So you know, it might be colleagues at work. It might be some people that you currently call friends. Um, there's a whole lot of growth that happens when you pursue a new venture and growth is quite painful because there's a lot of insecurity a lot of uncertainty and there's an awful lot of self-doubt which creeps in but actually the people that you you're worried about might not like what you're doing if they don't like what they do what you're doing then actually those are the people that really should they be in your life in the first place maybe it's a warning sign um, so that's the uh, the first offering. Number one is uh, how little people actually think about you and not letting that be a deciding factor on whether or not you do something. Number two is something that I came across in one of the books that I read, possibly High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. Um, or atomic habits one of one of the other and one of the um one of the lessons was that never make a decision in a valley and that may, basically a valley is when you're tired stressed depressed low mood um you know instead of when you're on the peak of your emotions you know don't make a decision when you're when you're in the trough of your emotions because we tend to make bad decisions in those periods of time. So I personally find that my 
cognitive state, my emotional well-being is at its peak after I've done some exercise because you get an awful lot of endorphins released and you get the the post-workout kind of high and it doesn't matter what kind of exercise you do but certainly if you've got your pulse racing and you've been um, you've had a decent workout you you mentally feel much clearer so my second law of the universe is to only make significant decisions when you're in peak mental performance and for me that is after exercise so I tend not to make many decisions at all until I've done a workout first and I, I do know that once I've done a workout and have um, I've exercised and woken my brain up properly, it's at that point where I would know that I will make the best decisions. And, um, and that's usually on a morning. So people, if, you, if you're expecting me to make a decision and it's kind of after 12 o'clock and I've not done a workout, you're probably going to be waiting till the next morning, especially if it's a decent decision that I've got to make. Number three. And this is a big one, and that is to network. You wouldn't believe the power of your network. And if you haven't got a network, then go out and do some networking and develop one. The answers that I've had to questions, the problems that have been solved, the the situations that I would have struggled to get out of, that have been solved or resolved by asking someone or leaning on someone in my network that I've built up over the past couple of years is absolutely too many to number. Um, An example is today we were digging some foundations at a property that we're doing, came across a drain that uh, that nobody knew was there um, in the middle of the foundation, so I didn't know what to do. But fortunately, one of my network is uh, is my architect, and he'll be on the podcast soon, so I'll give him a shout out when he comes on. Um, but I was able to give him a ring, do a video call with him um, on a Saturday afternoon, and he was able to advise and send me a drawing of what actually needs to be done. Now, if I didn't have my network, I wouldn't have been able to do that, and I'd have been a bit stuck on what to do when you've got a wall that's going over a drain. Um, but yes, so without your network, life is very, very difficult. People say that you can get along without a network. Well, I can't imagine how you can, because from anything from insurance on rental properties through to finance and how to fund certain deals through planning permission, planning applications, all the way to sourcing people that are into green energy or incinerators or whatever, that you never know who you need in your network. And you don't get a network until you go out there and actually make the effort, go to networking events, say who you are, be yourself, put yourself out there, get your head out from in the sand, crawl out from the rock that we tend to hide under and go out and actually meet people and start influencing people. And that's a big thing for us, actually, because personally, myself and my wife have had a, have been very closed in. We've not had any involvement with anybody um, outside our very close family members or circle of friends up until we got into property. Um, and 
coming back to how painful growth is, we found that we have to put ourselves out there to get to know people, and that is quite painful when you when you're used to a, a very close insular um, unit. But I've got to say, it's paying dividends, and we're getting used to the pain of doing that because it's not easy when it's it's something new. But it's it's definitely worth doing, and so networking is a is a very very important part of of property. Feel free to go back and look at episodes with Paul Million and Rachel Tasker, because these people are very very keen on on networking and and the benefits that the network brings to them um so number three is network number four is something that i've seen in lots of people but recently i read a, a book called shoe dog which is the story of philip knight who was the founder of or co-founder of nike um and there were so many lessons in that book, but one lesson that really stands out is is the old cliche, never give up. Now, whether or not you're being chased by the FBI over some dodgy accounting practices that were alleged against you, as they were with, uh, with Book Knight when he was um, midway through the foundation of Apple, or whether it's because you've had the planning application not back, or because your build team have all gone off with COVID and you're having to get onto the tools yourself, or because your your property needs more work or the budget that you've set for it isn't big enough or the build cost comes in far too high or your builder lets you down or it doesn't matter what it is. You've got two choices. You either stop or you keep going or you give it up as a bad job then basically one thing's for certain if you stop moving forward and just give up you won't ever reach your end goal whatever that may be so as i'm sure we can all think of many different examples of where it's important but never giving up is a trait that runs through all successful business owners and entrepreneurs if you get knocked down seven times, get up eight. As Book Knight said in his uh, in in the book Shoe Dog, they may stop me, but they will certainly have to bleed to be able to do it. And I think that's the attitude that we should all have. There are going to be ups and downs. You are going to feel like quitting, probably on a weekly basis. But you've just got to grit your teeth, bite down on your gum shield, and push through. Because as soon as you stop, that's when the dream disappears. Number four, never give up. Number five, and this is one that I've got from a a chap that I respect quite a lot, and a fellow called Danny Inman. And one of his favorite um, sayings is, trust everybody, but tie up your camels. And I think that's, uh, that's a very good a very good law to live by. So basically what um, what I believe he's saying there is that um, by all means, trust people, trust your own gut, um, follow your instincts, but whatever you do, 
make sure that you have an exit or multiple exits from the plan that you've got in place. And if you're getting into joint ventures with people, then by all means trust them, but make sure your own interests are protected. So if you're putting some skin into a deal with other people, make sure that you have protected your own interests so that you're not going to lose everything or lose more than your fair share when it comes to calculating whether something could go wrong or not. There are an awful lot of people I I see and, and hear from through doing this podcast that send me messages and say, what do you think to this deal? What do you think to that? Um, and basically, I think a lot of the deals that people are looking at don't really stack. They will end up leaving an awful lot of money in the deal and that will essentially stop them from refinancing most of their money back out and being able to move on, especially when they're at the beginning of their careers. So I think trusting your gut is important, but as with every career and every profession, your gut actually becomes more educated the more you do. So in medicine, for example, you develop a, you, everybody has a sixth sense. All clinicians have a sixth sense whether something may go wrong or there's something just not quite right with this patient. And what do you know? You end up being, being right. It's something you can't quite put your finger on. But that sixth sense is actually much more highly developed when you've been practicing for a few years than it is when you're just starting out in your medical career. And I think that's the same in any profession. So it's always worth having somebody that you can have to check a deal or to check a situation, and this comes back to having your network or a trusted friend who's in property that's further along the road than you are. Because whilst your gut is learning and your instincts are becoming developed, it's definitely worth having somebody else that can sense check it for you, but never enter a deal unless you have multiple exits. If you've only got one thing that can happen to that property, whether that is, I don't know, selling it, if that's the only exit you've got, then that's probably a bad thing. You need to, you need to make sure that you've got multiple exits because quite often things tend to go wrong and you need to change your plans. So trust your own gut, make sure you can stack the deal, make sure you've got several exits and above all, trust everybody but tie up your camels. Number six, and this comes back a little bit to um, number one about how little people actually think of you and whether that actually matters but this one is um, rule number six or law number six is that only less successful people will criticize you so again we worry about what people might think of us but as I've progressed on my path and as I've read or spoken to people I've noticed one glaring truth and that is that People will criticize you. People will try and pull you down. They're like crabs in buckets. People will say, oh, you don't want to do it that way. You want to do this. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be putting your money into this. Why are you doing that? You know there's no money in this, etc., etc. There's a million examples for it. But it's only people 
that are less successful than you or who've never tried or have failed and given up. It's only those kind of people that will actually ever criticise. If you speak to someone that's further ahead than you or more successful than you, that's done it themselves, they will never criticise what you're doing, ever. They only want you to succeed. Successful people breed successful people around them. They never criticise, they never put people down, they want to pull you along with them. And that's something that I never ever realised until I got into property, because especially my my perception of of uh, the medical career is that there were quite a lot of doctors especially were so blinkered as a as a profession that we are like crabs in buckets and if if you see somebody trying to do something different or you see somebody trying to make a success of themselves there's an awful lot of backbiting backstabbing and um, and criticize uh, criticisms, criticizations. There's an awful lot of that that goes on. Whether it's you might have a colleague that's trying to do something in aesthetics, for example, and all of a sudden you'll find lots of people criticize them. You might have a colleague or a friend or somebody that's trying to do a new business venture that might be trying to make, I don't know, shotgun cartridges. It doesn't matter what it is, but the number of people that will criticize them and say, oh, what are they doing that for? It'll never work. And in actual fact, you've no idea whether it will or you won't. It's rooted in jealousy, I think. But um, people further ahead than them and than you, will, they will never criticise, they will only support. So rule number six, only less successful people will criticise you. Law number seven, don't take yourself too seriously. You know, I don't know if you've ever looked at the uh, the images from satellites in space, but if um, if if you if you look at them or you, everybody's seen images of the Earth from space, but there's a there's quite a lot of of uh, videos that you can see where they've, they've sent satellites into the outer universe or the outer bits of our galaxy that the satellites can get to, and they turn the camera around and they look back at Earth and. Earth is a, a, you can hardly see it, it's an absolute microscopic thing on the picture, or it might not even be visible, uh, but it's surrounded by stars and other galaxies, and the universe is so vast, with billions of of planets and all the rest of it out there, and we're on this tiny little speck of fly shit in the middle of the universe that everybody you've ever met, everybody you've ever known, anybody that's ever lived... Anybody that's ever will live is is all on that tiny little thing that's so insignificant in the middle of a massive universe, and with a, within another couple of hundred trips around the sun, nobody will remember what you've done, what you've got up to. That one day you went out with odd socks on, nobody will actually give a shit. So why should we? Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't let others bring you down. There is absolutely no point thinking that what we're doing actually really truthfully matters in the grand universal scheme of things. All you can do is do your best for yourself and your family. Be a good human being. 
But whatever you do, do not take yourself too seriously. There are people out there trying to conquer a tiny fraction of our planet, when in actual fact, we're absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. It baffles me why people are so bothered about this. So there we go. So that's my deepest <laughs> my deepest thought on the matter, is uh, you're only here once. Don't take yourself too seriously. Look at the bigger picture, and it doesn't get much bigger, much more of a macro picture than looking at the galactic view or the universal view. And whenever you've got a difficult decision or whenever you're feeling uncertain or unsure or you might not want to ring that person, just think of it from that perspective. It really doesn't make much difference. But all you can do is the best for yourself at the time and be a good human whilst you're doing it. And law number eight, the final one for today, is health is wealth. And this comes basically back to the fact that you couldn't do anything unless you're healthy. So look after number one, exercise regularly, cut down your drink, stop your smoking, basically look after your health because if you don't have your health, you don't have any ability to do any of the things we've already talked about. People say that have made lots of money or been a success that if they lost it all, they would be able to make it again in a tenth of the time it took them to do it in the first place because of the contacts they've made, because of the experience that they've got, because of the education that they've had, whatever it is. But one thing's for certain, if their health is failing, they wouldn't be able to make it again. The other thing is, if you've made it or you're on the way to making it, whatever it is for you, that if you've not got your health, you're not going to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. So looking after yourself is vitally important. And that doesn't just mean your physical health. It could be your mental health too. This can be very lonely, a very rocky ride, very stressful. And with lots of decisions and lots of financial commitments, people's mental health can can be tested severely. You get lots of rejection in property. You get more no's than you get yeses. And that's that's true of all businesses, I sus- suspect. And if you've not got the right mindset and the right mentality, that can certainly bring you down, grind your gears. So whatever it is that that you can do yourself to look after your mental health, whether that's exercising regularly, which I'm, as you've probably noticed, I'm a big fan of, whether it's taking regular breaks, whether it's getting some sun, whether it's playing with your kids, whether it's walking your dog, whether it's cuddling your dog, whatever it is, whether you've got a pet snake, you might want a pet snake to wrap around your neck and stroke its silky scales or whatever snakes have, whatever, doesn't make a difference what it is. But you've got to look after yourself. You've got to look after your mental health, your physical health, your emotional well-being, because without your resilience and all of these things, it's all actually futile. And I think that's a, a big problem with uh, with people in healthcare at the moment, actually, is that they, they, they've not been able to get a break from any of the, the, the tsunami of demand that they've got on them since before the pandemic. 
And that's why there's so many healthcare workers that are burning out. And that's one of the reasons that the, the healthcare is, or the, the health services is so bogged down at the minute because people are really struggling. And the mental well-being of the workforce has probably never been as bad as it currently is. But there we go. It's uh, it's not an easy problem to solve. But on an individual basis, when it comes to property or business, look after yourself, look after your health, because that truly is the only wealth that we have. And there we have it. The Property Doctor's Law of the Universe, Volume 1. The Gospel According to St. Andrew. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just a little roundup, a little bite-sized, uh, a little sous-son, if you will, a little tiny bit of the things that I've spotted, learnt, discussed, noticed and read about over the past couple of years that I ho- thought I'd put down as a line in the sand so that I can reflect on it on my own in another 6 or 12 months and see if I was actually barking mad or if I was onto something. No doubt I'll come back to it and make adjustments as to what's the most important things, but I think this little list is not a bad start. I hope you found some value from it. We will be back with more interviews and other property news in the forthcoming episodes, but I thought it was worthwhile having a little punctuation mark here with some tidbits of useless information for you but all for now take care look after yourselves and most of all thank you for listening